0: Hi, I'm Jalen Rose, and welcome to the Renaissance Man Podcast, proudly presented by the New York Post. Next up, we have Cash Dial. We talk about her impending motherhood, growing up in Detroit, and the importance of never doubting yourself. Next up, Cash Dial. Let's go. Hi, I'm Jalen Rose. And welcome to the Renaissance Man Podcast, proudly presented by the New York Post. A show where we cover trends in fashion, entertainment, current events, and everything in between. Download the podcast. I give you a fresh episode each Thursday. I write a column in the New York Post every Thursday. It doesn't stop. Download the podcast. Leave a five-star rating. Leave a comment on YouTube. This week's theme is no shame. Society makes rules intended to govern us all that are based on what is supposed to be a universal code of ethics. These unofficial laws of life give us a small sense of what we can agree that is good or bad in life. And I think some of these speak for themselves. Don't lie, don't steal, don't kill. These are truths that we hold globally, no matter your race, religion, or jurisdiction. However, when we start to let human interests interact with these divine laws, you start to enter territories where we're basing our conscious decisions and what is right and wrong, On public opinion, like don't marry outside of your race. Don't question the police. Don't love someone of the same sex. Stay in a marriage no matter what. Living by archaic rules set by outdated ideas can be a prison. It can lead to depression, shame, and worst of all, a life that really isn't your own. Live your life, spread your wings, make decisions based on your heart and your own code of ethics. If you aren't hurting anyone, if you aren't hurting yourself, and if you're promoting positivity, then honor the life that God gave you by going full with no shame. My next guest knows all about that. Cash Dow capitalized on her past experience as a Gentleman's Club dancer and turned that into a career of one of the most demanding rising stars in hip-hop. You can find her at every festival or on magazine covers and now acting in the new hit star series, BMF. Coming up, we talk to the hometown hero about her impending motherhood, growing up in Detroit, and the importance of never doubting yourself. Next up, Cash Dow.
1: Rose, and welcome to the Renaissance Man Podcast, proudly presented by the New York Post. You know what it is, a show where we cover trends and fashion, entertainment, current events, and everything in between. This is a very, very special episode. 313 is in the building. <laughs> Call down, and you'll get co-signed from everybody in the game. Nick Neal, <laughs> Drizzy, Drake, Lil Wayne, my brother, Benny the Busher. Cash Dow is just built differently, probably because, as I mentioned, like me, she's from Detroit. Catch out her acting debut in the new hit TV series, BMF on Stars. It is my honor to welcome Cash Dow to the program.
2: What up, though? <laughs> what up, though? I appreciate up, you
1: taking the time, and I will be remiss. To not say congratulations to you and your better half on expecting how far along are you and how are you doing?
2: Oh, but well, thank you. And um, well, I'm I'm just hitting seven months, and I'm feeling swole.
1: yeah. <laughs> I'm feeling swole
2: now. More like just very tired, more hungry um i'm starting to feel pregnant at first it was such a breeze now it's like it's starting to, it's catching up on me but i'm good though i'm still good because you know I'm, a, I'm from the d yes and indeed you know how we do I'm absolutely so you know i'm gonna make it through this
1: <laughs> so as a professional as an artist as an actor how have you been able to juggle all of this during this period of time
2: it's so crazy right because it's how god works and it's divine, everything, when everything happens in divine order, when you know you follow you know, your dreams, it all just falls in place, you know, like even with my music, my music just dropped and um, my album is already done, BMF we already filmed that top mm-hmm. of the year, you know, so that's that's Aaron right now and um, it's just like everything just happened like, you know, my baby was meant to be here on the, at mm-hmm. this time, you know, so uh, luckily and I'm so grateful that this whole thing has been a breeze with my careers and my baby because now my baby is my new baby because my career Mm -hmm. is my baby's too. My, my music is one, my, my acting is another and me modeling from time to time is another. So trying to squeeze all of that in, it just flows so good right now. And I'm grateful.
1: Well, you're making it happen and clearly an inspiration. Have you decided on a name and is your baby going to be a boy or girl?
2: I haven't decided on a name yet because I don't want to know what I'm having just yet. Mm, Really? Yeah, no. I I love that. I love that. (laughs) So I have a few names that I'm just thinking, you know, but I I don't know exactly what I'm having, so I don't want to just, you know, it's baby cash right now.
1: I love that. You know what this reminds me of? The classic example of somebody just like me who grew up poor. And we had to plan for the baby. See, so you're rich now. Look over your shoulder. You're in the Bahamas. You can plan. You know what I mean? You don't have to plan when the baby come out. All right, we're going to go all by stuff for the boy. We're going to go all by stuff for the girl. That's kind of how you yeah. am moving with it.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm thinking, you know. So things might change. You know, pregnant women, mental don't always be there. But <laughs> at least that's my plans because I just don't, I don't, you know, I don't want to know just yet.
1: So just acknowledge for the people how Detroit has shaped you personally and professionally as a person.
2: Oh, my God, man. You know, I'm so grateful for being from Detroit. I'm so grateful just because, like, if you re- if you can make it there, it's, people say this, but it's really a fact. Like, you can really make it anywhere, you know, because... The resources at home, the, mm-hmm. the the environment at home, the people there, the things that you have to shape yourself up for, just being in Detroit itself shapes you up for the world in a crazy way, especially in industry. You know, just knowing how to finesse. You know, we got that talk, we mm-hmm. got that swag already, mm-hmm. we got that, we got that charisma, we got that street smart, you know. And I'm mm-hmm. from the streets, you know, I grew mm-hmm. up in hoods. So it's like. I'm just grateful for that. At first I thought it was all, you know, it wasn't all bad growing up because you you get accustomed to it. But at first I thought like, dang, everybody lives so good everywhere else. But I'm I'm grateful for coming mm-hmm. from the, you know, like just the talent, just the rawness, just being 100, being mm-hmm. raw, but having a balance of, um, you know, just being um, humble and raw at the same mm-hmm. time, you know, and having that class, a certain type of class and hood And gangster, it's just like, I'm just grateful for being a girl from Detroit.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. We get to be almost like Swiss Army knives. It's kind of like in our music. Like we had our time when we ran with the Motown sound and it was Bang Gordy. But we do disco also. We do rock also. We do Mm -hmm. R&B. We do rap. And so now you're a part of that legendary music legacy that we've had. Yes. So when did you start rapping?
2: Well, I you know what? I've been entertaining all my life since I was a little girl. So I was the kid that my mom, when I used to come over to the events, they used to be like, hey, Keisha here, Keisha here. you Do know? that and dance, I do, dance. Like, do
1: that dance, social train line. No,
2: do that dance, do that dance. <laughs> oh, that girl been on the dance floor so all day. You come take her out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I always, that kid, They used to come and take over the show. Like, so Bro. entertainment always been my thing i used to i used to have raps that i i wrote already when i was younger i know how to sing i need a baker on the couch with my with my, mm-hmm. my hand, and dancing so that always been my thing but when i actually my first time actually getting inside of a studio i think that was in like 2013 i mm-hmm. i recorded something for the first time mm-hmm. and um it's it's been on ever since then it's been on like oh once i found out i could actually be cashed off Mm-hmm. Oh, it wasn't no turn of that. I was cashed out from that day on. I'm like, oh, I could actually be something. Like, I just, because I was so used to it and I did it all my life. And then when I got a reaction out of everybody, I just, I didn't look back.
1: I am extremely unapologetic about my love for adult entertainment establishments. Yeah. And. <laughs> I know that you have a background of spending some time there as well. Mm -hmm. And I always just acknowledge that for me, it's just, I'm doing charity work. I'm giving back to the community. That's how I just spell it to those who don't understand that world. Bring us into that world. What was that world like for you?
2: Well, you know, I did that for a year. I did that from 2012 to 2013. And um, you know what? It was at a point in my life where I'm like, I, I need this. I need to check. You mm-hmm. know, like I was, I ended up getting put out of my apartment. It got caught on fire. My house got, my car got stolen. It was just like one of those real down moments for me. I was super young and I had to move back with my mom. And that was like a reality check. No, I do not want to do this. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, I got to do what I got to do. Um, all my friends, they were all older than me that I used to dance with. Cause I used to do dance routines and stuff like mm-hmm. that. All of them was dancing and they living in these big condos and having these little cute dogs with these trucks mm-hmm. and rich boyfriends. I'm like, okay, I can, do, can I do this too? So <laughs> I tried it my first day. I went, my best friend, she did my hair inside the dangle um, dressing room. She went with me, my best friend. That's my best What's friend. the name of the spot? What was the name of the spot? Uh, um, uh, The sting, it was called the sting mm, at
1: the time. Been there, yeah. been there, been there. <laughs>
2: <laughs> of course you have <laughs> so um i went down there i got ready and that first day I, first off i was shitting bricks i was mm-hmm. shitting. Bricks. Mm-hmm. man i'm like what in the hell so i walked out there um just nervous as ever but by me being already popular, like on facebook and stuff uh you know, I seen some people and people from school and my best friend does hair, So her clients us with, outside with their boyfriend and they like, come dance for us, come dance for us. So mm-hmm. um, that first day I made like $700 and I'm like, shit, <laughs> this is what I'm making in two weeks at Best Buy. <laughs> Hold on, I'm about to stack up some cheese. Yes, I run that Best Buy, Little Caesars, Better Made Chip Factory, Um, I was doing, I was watching, I was babysitting, man. I worked everywhere. Dots, Mr. Allen's. I was Mm -hmm. always with a job, you know, and that's what I was used to. That's how I made my, you know, my money. So when I seen that it was possible to make a check that I wait two weeks for, Mm -hmm. go clock in, making sure I'm on time doing all this labor and getting checks was like $500 every two weeks to $700 in a day. Mm Hmm. I said, Oh, I'm about to stack this money up Mm -hmm. and I'm about to, uh, I'm about to get this. I'm about
1: to get it. Well, you're a mentor. You're a leader, not only in the city of Detroit, but just, I know that you know this, but I must just tell you this. You have so many people, males and females that idolize you, that appreciate your journey, your sacrifices, your work ethic, and how you maintain your authenticity in your voice. So in the male-dominated industry, how tough has that been for you,
2: man? It's it hasn't. I can't lie. You know what I'm saying? Like people have these stories. Like it's so it's so bad. It's, I struggle here, and it's like I like get. I know I know how I'm Detroit. You know I know how to finesse. Mm. I know how to get what I want. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Without giving no up too much, exactly. you know, keeping my keeping myself and be, having morals and even being able to be the highest paid dancer in one year. And I learned how mm-hmm. to be around men and to control myself. Be around men of certain status and certain money. And that's where the respect come in. At. And when you want people to respect you, that's important, you know?
1: And, and, and you've been working. I mean, you, you've done a lot since you signed with Republic Records. Yeah. And
2: yeah.
1: you've been working with heavy hitters crushing it. Metro booming Yeah. K. Michelle. Yeah.
2: Weezy.
1: Yeah. What is it like getting to where you are now? And do you still like? do you feel like you're still finding yourself as an artist?
2: Yeah. I find myself all the time, you know, just and, and the crazy part of it is finding myself as an artist is just being just just giving the people me more, you know, and mm-hmm. not what you think they want, not what you think uh, the music industry is right now. Not the way that everybody was writing. It's just like really giving them me when I give them a song that I make from scratch. That's just how I feel. It feels like it always hit harder than anything else. So and that's what I've learned just lately going through you know different phases of my life like damn every time I say something that I really feel or every time I do something that I really want it always works way better
0: Mhm. yeah mm-hmm. So. the
1: courage of your convictions and you dope it what you do and you work really hard and you pivoted that into acting so what was it like the first time you met 50 cent and or what was it like just working with them
2: Okay, so the first time I actually met him physically, he was at my birthday party. He threw my birthday party <laughs> That's because long. we couldn't leave due to COVID. Um, you know, so we had to be on set. So I'm like, okay, fifty. No, you know he fifty been around. He know how important it is for women in their birthday. So I'm like, 50, <laughs> I can't, you know,
1: the I'm entire like, month, not just one day. We celebrate thirty days. right you know and every
2: year I throw this big party and make all this money and I'm like okay this year I gotta sacrifice you know my Mm -hmm. career because they don't play that COVID stuff when I had to Mm. sit down I sat down for four months in Atlanta Mm. um so I called him I'm like 50 man I can't do nothing for my birthday I can't go overseas I can't throw a party in a D I can't (laughs) like he's like all right I got you we're gonna make sure you have a good birthday in Atlanta so he threw me a party in Atlanta with Branson, you know, that was sponsored by Branson. And oh. that's where I met him at. That was my first time seeing him. So I was just grateful. And I let him know that and stuff. And that's the first time we talked on the phone. But when he told me I got the role, I was like, yeah, 50, I'm about to fuck <laughs> it up. You don't even know. <laughs> you don't even know. I'm about to fuck this up. <laughs> and he was on the phone just laughing. Like, yeah, you did really good. You from the D. It makes sense. You mm-hmm. uh, fit the role. He like, you And I was the first one casted.
1: he was talking to me about nephew Lil Meach, and initially he wasn't even being casted for that role, mm. so he had to eventually put him in the role. And he became the lead, and you were the first person that they actually cast for the b m f yep. series. You see the I...
2: first deadline article came out was me, Russell, and one of the brothers on there. yep
1: that's what's up, so I went to high school at Detroit Southwestern, as Southwest. you know.
2: Okay. Absolutely.
1: Meach and T clearly start as the 50 boys before they became BMF. What did you know about them or hear like your approach to acting in this role?
2: Well, what did I know about them? I didn't really know much. You know, like me, my time coming up, growing up, I I was still a little baby. Mm-hmm. Yep. So um, I wasn't even really thought of in the 80s. So it was like... Um, but, but growing up, you can't help, but know what BMF was. It's like, that was a thing. No in Detroit. It's like, everybody know about BMF in Detroit, you know, they were getting money, you know what they were about, you know, you know what I'm saying? They were loyal and brothers and what they represented mm-hmm. the back mafia family. It was like, wow, you know, it's always been something, always been in music. It's always been around to, to this day. So when I heard about the role and I tried it, I'm just like, this is so important to me. Number one, it's Detroit. We finally have a series about us, you know, like Correct. people get to see, you know, in this one of the pop- most popular stories, BMF. Like what? Mm-hmm. I want to act. I've been doing acting movies all around Detroit and all the little local stuff, but this could be it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I'm like, yes. how could how could I top this for like for my debut? Like mm-hmm. what so it was just very, very important. And I when I found out, I was so overwhelmed with joy. Like, yes, I got it. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, I have to be a part. This is Detroit. I'm mm-hmm. a Detroit girl, a real Detroit girl. Like,
1: Absolutely. Oh God, I still mm-hmm. have my house
2: there. So. Where is it? Uh, in Gross Point.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Off the water on Lakeshore.
1: And, 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 and the thing about a, 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 a piece like this, a series like this, and I talked to Royal Harris about this this is a championship ring for you. This is a yeah. plaque for you. Like, look I mean, at this. There's something that's going to be historic. Like, we look back at power. Like, we look back at the wire. Monique is a part of that. But once you get through your maternity phase, have you decided career-wise what you may consider uh, trying to do next?
2: Hmm. I think as far as career-wise, you know, I tapped into my acting. I tapped into my rapping and you know I got a lot of singing on my new album and uh you know I think I just I really just want to kind of focus on my business in outside of entertainment
1: because
2: um that's really what I want to do you know as far as uh as far as my entertainment but I kind of I gave entertainment so much of me I never had the time to sit and just put this the the business parts all the way together i have mm-hmm. businesses and i do mm-hmm. i have a lot of things invested but i just want to uh kind of just sit down and like kind of really get put my hands on that a little Smile. bit more especially when i'm a mom you know i want to make sure i put my baby in place you know my family and mm-hmm. uh as far as the business because the entertainment mm-hmm. i'm always do that but i want to mix the endorsements and the brands and all that stuff that's what so
1: I who are, and you bought your fashion too I, I didn't even get to like your flyness and your look and all of that stuff. So let the ladies know out there like what they should be rocking right now. What, what, what are you rocking these days? I know that you know that you know you're dealing with your maternity right now, but what's fly right now? Tell us what's fly
2: okay outside of sundresses because they're comfortable <laughs> <laughs> um you know what what i've really been looking at like i've been looking at a lot of that um Mon- that mongler it's a mongler mm-hmm. it's like big date it's super fly um I, I really like custom pieces uh like balenciaga got a lot of nice stuff out right now and um you know what I just it, I gotta see it I haven't really been shopping because I can't right so I gotta see it but I bought a lot of shoes and purses while I've been sitting down because I know I could fit that still but um you know <laughs> as far <laughs> like the Hermes and stuff like that and I see everybody pick that trend up so I don't know I gotta get back in it I gotta get back in and I ain't been in it that was a good question
1: and we know if it's happening you're going to let us know about it, and I appreciate you taking the time. And before I let you get out of here, if you don't mind, I have a couple of quick rapid fire questions called Gone is 60 Seconds. You ready to do this, big KD? I'm
2: the real big KD.
1: No question. Um, <laughs> Shout out to Durant, my guy. Um, What's one thing about.
2: <laughs> yeah, so I have to
1: ask you this before I get to that. What's the deal with the back KD versus Kevin Durant? The Nets starting their season. Kyrie's not vaccinated. Do you think the Nets have the takes to win the championship? Just talk to me about the whole KD dynamic.
2: You know what, KD? That's my dog. That's my dog. You know, he we call each other and drunk, drone around whenever we feel like it. Just talk junk about KD. <laughs> <laughs> and and now you know he's one of my top five. So you know I just be playing with him. Mm-hmm. I just be talking junk. But I'm I'm really you know I love I love what he do. Um, but yeah I think that I think that I think shit they gonna do what they gotta do yeah, <laughs> you know? it's, yeah it's gonna hey, be crazy Somebody to get vaccinated
1: and I, I understand that name a rapper or a singer you would drop everything yeah, to do a feature for what surprised you the most about making a TV series sex scene you're in Detroit for only one night where should somebody go eat
2: Sweetwater. What up, though? Exactly. Wings well
1: done. Sauce on the side.
2: Yes, with the, with the fries and the extra seasoning on it.
1: That's right. Enjoy the Bahamas. All love and respect. Looking forward thank to you. catching up soon.
2: Thank you so much. It was nice talking to you.
1: You as well. Enjoy your trip.
0: Last, last call. Last,
2: last
1: call.
0: I'd like to sincerely thank Cash Doll for stopping by the show. She's such a great example of the strength I grew up seeing. You know what that is? The women of Detroit, because they are super special, resilient, tough, leaders. And being raised by a single parent, I got a chance to see that firsthand. Cash Doll is now expecting. She's gonna be a mother. That voice and that strength is what I grew up seeing in my late mother, Jeannie Cassandra Rose. If it wasn't so, you would never have gotten introduced to the Renaissance man. Rest in peace to my late mother. I'm the Renaissance man. See you next week.